kick down the door. Yeah. Get in a creative flow and listen. I don't know if it's still gonna do some damage, it's still gonna crush it. I reckon they're happy mistakes. That yeah, one's yeah, so yeah. sick. The prince like, we're not becoming artists, like, you should drop that. <laughs> 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 and it's like, yeah, but I love it so much, I can't. Oh, yes. <laughs> Happiness and Crap Podcast. Yo, Luke here. This podcast. Brett and I sit down with Nick Clifford, our good mate, that you may know of from the Highline Surf podcast, and another good friend, Mr. Joel Trist. It's been a week since our band of four idiots got done completing the Oxfam Trail Walker, a 100km challenge to raise money for Oxfam's efforts to help out kids in impoverished nations. We raised a bit of coin and went on a bit of an adventure. At this point, the team and I would really like to say thank you to all of you guys out there that got behind us, supported us in any way, and donated your money for the cause. A massive thank you for Georgia, Nick's fiance, for being our support crew, and Georgia's dad, Rog, for coming up and helping out, cooking us a bloody good spag bowl. That'll do it for this intro. Buckle up. Here we go. Doing it. Three, two, one. We're on. It's the uh, Salty Striders striding into a 33rd, a dirty third. Dirty third? <laughs> Back from the battle. <laughs> how, how was that battle? All right, so we're just going to dive straight in. We've just completed the Oxfam Trail Walker, 100 kilometers, completed by Brett, Nick, and a miscellaneous character. <laughs> Joel by default. Yeah. <laughs> default Joel. I was still there in the end. In spirit. <laughs> um, so I guess we'll start with whose idea was that? Nick's idea. Yeah, I have to put my hand up here. Nico, why did we do that? More fool to you guys. You guys agreed to do it too. I was telling someone today, I was like, yeah, it was my idea. I couldn't even like complain about it, but I can't believe I got three other idiots to join me and do it. <laughs> It was pretty outrageous. So how did you find out about the Oxfam Trail Walker? I got no idea. I think I just stumbled upon it. I saw maybe someone had put it up online and <clears throat> I just thought, that looks like a bit of fun. It's only 100 k's of walking. And before I knew it, I was just talking to Bretto about it at coffee and all of a sudden, we were on. Very soothing <laughs> zen garden going on in here too. Yeah. Love that background noise. Could you stop having a shower? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, there was four of us that jumped in with Nico on his harebrained idea to walk 100 kilometers, 100 k's to raise money for charity. And Bretto, I'd say you probably took up the leadership role on the walk since you stayed at the front of the pack from beginning to end. What inspired you to get on this walk uh i think nick kind of forced me into it a little bit yeah <laughs> when have i ever had a bad idea <laughs> <laughs> when when this nick brought one. it up i thought straight away it's something that we've we've got to do like how hard does walking sound and um yeah i kind of dove straight into it and at the start when we didn't really know what to expect it was kind of more of that thing where you you're like 
you know, it can't be hard. It's just walking. And then the more you train and the, the longer walks you do, you realize how hard it's actually going to be. Especially when you think about it like time. Like yeah. when there was pretty much the month leading up to it, it'd get to like 8 p.m. I'd be sitting at home and send Nick a message and be like, hey, how would it be if we were walking today? We'd only just be halfway. <laughs> I reckon that was the worst part about the whole thing was the week before when I messaged you boys from zinc surfing Kayama to Taronga Zoo is 100 or 98 Ks. Yeah. And in a car, that seems like a long way. And that was like the first time I was like, holy shit, we got to walk it. So I pretty much did that drive today from Sydney down here and I was just thinking, fuck, imagine walking this. <laughs> that's that's right. what we did. And walking alongside the road would be one thing. It would have been easy as piss. <sighs> but we walked through the bush on a pretty treacherous little trail. What are some of the... Um, some of the hurdles we came across, Tristy. Oh, I'll tell you what, it was the, the number of stairs we had to walk up and down and then jumping over things from one rock to another. That, As you said, I think um, when I heard from Nick that it was the distance of Kaima to Taronga Zoo, I thought, oh, okay, that's fair enough. That seems doable. And then once we got there, I think 200 metres in, we started going up that pretty much, what was it, like a... 45 degree yeah, 45 degree <laughs> angle hill i thought oh no how humbling was that you walk out of the start gate and you're like oh this is pretty sweet flat ground and you go straight around a corner and there's this 45 degree pitch that went for a good k or so <laughs> everyone was humbled so quickly <laughs> so quick the best bit about that first hill is when nick and i were doing a training walk we went from from his his house to mine via the top of saddleback it was like 32Ks, but when we were walking up the bit at the top of Saddleback, they're just going, there's no way. Like, this this walk is, like, designed to, like, raise money for charity. They won't have anything as hard as this in it. And the very first hill. 400 metres in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess I do. Yeah. <laughs> just crazy how quickly that hit. And then I think, yeah, once we get to the top of that hill, you're like, all right, I get it now. <laughs> so Nick and Brett, you guys had the privilege of time and a bit of training go into it what was your training regimen you you just said you did a 30k walk up up mount saddleback yeah what else did you guys do well that was that was the longest one that that saddleback loop um and that that was yeah 32ks i think all all up and um other than that like we're pretty lucky around here to have the walks we do like with the coastal track um, I think Nick was pretty much doing that every second day, pretty much. And that's a, like getting into Kaima and back is a good like 15 to 20 Ks. So just kind of doing that as much as possible. But even when you think about it, if you're doing a 20 K walk one, once a week, twice a week, that's still only a fifth of what a hundred Ks is. Yeah. So it's so hard to prepare for properly. Yeah. No doubt. Cause Kaima is pretty hilly. You've got, a little bit of escarpment right behind our town which you guys walked up and then just in general the town's just hilly by nature there's hills everywhere my training consisted of very flat training and i was doing 20ks like nothing i was like oh, this is gonna be easy it's five of these bad boys i'm sweet <laughs> but quickly found out how demoralizing the trail was gonna be just tight rocky ups and downs 
around corners, up and over boulders. Jolie, did you go in prepared with this? Were you were you doing training like these boys? Definitely not. I um, <laughs> I, I think I, I thought I would have been prepared. Um, I'd been on a trip over to Patagonia in January, so that was a while <laughs> back. Um, and we did a few walks there, which I thought were insane at the time, and they were maximum 25Ks. And yeah, from that, I thought, oh, yeah, this walk might be pretty straightforward. And coming coming off the snow trip, my school snow trip, which I'd, I'd been down the snow for four days prior to the walk, my knees were pretty cooked. Um, I hadn't skied since I was 10. Yeah, so that's so. a pretty funny part of your prep. You don't ski, you snowboard, and you got roped into this school snow trip and you had to ski because yeah. of a school What a joke. <laughs> For a week before you do a 100k walk. What a way to cook your legs before a 100k walk. Oh, the knees were absolutely burning even before I hopped on the train to head up there. <laughs> Can you please tell us your 24 hours before the walk? Um, like I remember when we were on the train in the morning and you and you said to all of us you said it still feels like I have ski boots on my feet <laughs> <laughs> this is at like 5.30 in the morning before a 100k walk C- can you tell us what time you got home from the snow the day before yeah it was insane so I I thought I was going to get a lift back with a, a parent down the snow who was on the, the school trip and luckily that day on the Thursday I'd run into a mate um, from home who I didn't know was down at the snow and he said oh yeah we're heading back at three o'clock do you want a lift and I thought oh how good is this and yeah um, I ended up getting back from the snow at about 10 o'clock went to bed at about 11 and then had the alarm set for 3 30 <laughs> on the four o'clock train the as I said the legs were already cooked and yeah the day went from there. <laughs> Do you think the worst part about that was because you jumped on the, the train and had to come basically straight to the start line that you had to carry all of your gear with you for those first two legs? Because the, the first checkpoint, the car couldn't get into. So you couldn't drop anything off until the, the second checkpoint, which is a good 25Ks yeah, in. 27Ks, yeah. Was that just the worst part about that or, or was it just your overall like lack of sleep and and all of that that, that kind of made it more difficult yes i think it was a bit of a bit of a mix of everything um getting back home that night from the snow and thinking oh shit what do i need to pack in the bag so i was just kind of scrambled and put everything in the bag um so and not being able to drop it off before we started i think it already probably weighed about i don't know six or eight kilos um but I'm not sure how that compared to Winnie's because Winnie's bag looked like about double the size of mine. Yeah, I did a pretty rookie error as well. What I did, thought, well... What, what did you take? Can you just name everything you had in your bag at the time? Fuck. <laughs> Including the snow jacket. <laughs> and all your layers. <laughs> I had layers. I had food. I had the audio recorder, which we didn't even end up using. <laughs> uh, fuck it. Yeah, I don't know, stupid amount of stuff. I just thought second checkpoint's like 20Ks in. That'll be a few hours. I can carry a bag for a few hours. 
should not have done that. <laughs> I, I remember you started yard selling your gear by handing me your walking poles <laughs> and then giving me your snow jacket, which I palmed to Bretto. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't find a trash can and just put everything in there. <laughs> Probably should have. <laughs> that pretty much ruined my whole walk. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you boys did it. We, I, I would have been carrying no more than five kilos like on my back. Mm. That, that, and that's with water and food. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what else to add. Three litres of water. <laughs> <laughs> that would have added to it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Kind of... From ending that walk, what learnings would you take into it if you if we do it again? Uh, Nick Nick and I have already talked about we, next we, year. Yeah, so. we, we talked about this. We, we, we'll try and do it next year, but um, I, I reckon we should have stayed closer to the start line um, and, and stayed there the, the day after we finished as well because we were all so broken and then had to drive <laughs> three hours home. No one had slept for 30 hours. It was the worst jet lag I've ever had. And then uh, I reckon you boys should have probably not carried as much gear. Yep, yep. Good probably. Learning. probably go into it with a bit more training. Yeah. <laughs> not, yeah. not go to the snow for a week before the walk. Yeah, how was that timing? Um, <laughs> and then not stop and get something out of your bag five seconds before a bottleneck on the first checkpoint as well. <laughs> that was so, that was probably like the worst part, like where we wasted a lot of time. Like yeah. w- we didn't know, we've never done it before. So I- I'm not sure what you had to get out of your bag, Joel. You, you just stopped for 10 seconds, 20 people overtook you and it, and it probably cost us half an hour because it just went into a single lane yeah, staircase kind of boulder yeah. yeah and we got stuck with a fast group that we kind of tried to keep up with me and brett and you boys kind of got stuck behind a slow group yeah. with no way of getting back to us we we had this guy absolutely kooking with a pair of poles out in the first kilometer trying to go up rocks with his poles like he's like cross-country skiing up the rocks like, what are you doing what am i way <laughs> Come on, Rook. <laughs> Back in the bag. Uh, just so that a giraffe. was pretty hilarious, but at the same time, it was like you were getting road rage as there was a funnel of people just bogged behind this guy trying to ski his way up a mountain of rocks. Yeah, that was probably the most frustrating thing is getting getting caught behind people that you know are a lot slower than you. And there's nowhere you can go. It's not their fault. It's not our fault. It's just single lane and and we all start together Uh, like me and brett talked about it it would be almost worth running the first 500 meters to just to the the big hill and then you're in front of everyone and there's no traffic for a few few k's 10 15 k's before you start catching the other groups yeah Mm. that's that's pretty big i reckon like if you if you're not getting stuck behind everybody like you guys did um which is kind of just a bit of bad luck because we were in front of that group anyway and then we all stopped for a piss and then and then you just took us like a tiny bit longer and then that was it <laughs> half an hour I think it was, I think it was a of snakes that i actually took out <laughs> they might have saved me for the first part of the walk but... it got you to the 42k mark <laughs> yeah. did I mean, you guys know how treacherous that track was going to be not really you can get an idea of like what parts of the track are going to be better or worse than others or easier or harder because they're all rated mm. like through the book they tell you if it's right like what it's rated on on a scale of bushwalks and the first section was a, a four and 
I think when you out of five, yeah, out of five, and and then when you when you get a little bit through that, and you kind of realize what a four feels like, and then you're like, okay, the five's going to be pretty hard, and then, <laughs> and then I think you like when you get an idea, you can kind of base what it's going to be like. But I I don't think the the actual ratings of the each stage was the hard bit. A lot of them was just distance, because you had a couple of them. I think the longest was like fifteen point seven k's, and then the shortest one, which was like eight k's yeah nine k's i think it yeah. was maybe which is is huge if it's like half almost half the distance of of what some of the longer stages are so i think that's more it it's just time in between te- checkpoints yeah i also reckon one of the hardest bits was not really the hills you could read the elevation on those maps a little bit but everything was all bolded or really rocky really uneven surfaces and and that's not that hard but 100Ks of it really starts to take a toll on your ankles. Yeah, it, like, absolutely. Your feet are just never secure and you're concentrating so hard not to slip over. I, um, that's almost harder than the hills. It's just been like, holy shit, that rock just moved again. And yeah. you almost fall and then you're kind of jacked up for a bit. And Yeah, your muscles are tensing yeah. every few seconds. Yeah, just trying to get over the boulder every time. How weird was it coming off the trail like that and then hitting road flat road sections and being like whoa i've got like sea legs going on it felt so strange didn't it yeah two flat tires you like went from like powering through you hit the road like i don't know what to do especially as you go on too there's a thing that we found you didn't want to like usually you get to the road and you'd be like oh sick it's flat it's easy but as you go on the road feels so hard Mm. like even through your shoes like basically from like Mm. the like 60k's onwards anytime you're on road it, you just feel it in all of your joints like through the soles of your feet it's pretty like it's weird that because usually you'd think the road is like the safe bit but it was the other way around mm. it kind of shows that we're not supposed to be walking on like such a flat even surface mm. all the time mm. and and so hard where you're getting your joints compressing and taking all that shock I don't know about you boys as well, but I felt um, not only physically, but mentally, you kind of have to focus with every step that you take. Yeah. So trying to not break your ankle on every step kind of takes it out of you mentally over that like long distance as well. Yeah. And yeah. that magnifies at nighttime too. Yeah. My, my head torch crapped out on the first bit. I didn't put fresh batteries in because I'm just a rook. <laughs> and, and we were trying to rush it to get to the checkpoint before nightfall. And, and we sort of didn't make it by about half an hour. Probably would have been what two k's we had to do at night, and I had no yeah. head torch, and I was had, had to get my poles out. I was stressed. I was like holding Brett's shoulders, just going, "Don't leave me here. <laughs> I will die." Yeah. I was, it was that, really hard. That last part on nightfall was what broke me in Trist. Mm. Yeah, you you boys looked really broken when we saw you at forty two k's. Like, I want to know what was going through your mind at forty two k's, because because you guys look worse than what I did at hundred k's. <laughs> we get so. Um, we kept getting sold smoke on where the next checkpoint was. One lady, we'd come up to a lady sitting on the side, and she'd be like, "Yeah, checkpoint's only a k away," and then we'd go a k, and then the next lady would be like, "Yeah, checkpoint's two k's away." Like, what? <laughs> We're losing distance. Yeah. Are we? Are we delirious here, or what's going on? And then it was probably a good five k's from that first lady, and. Um, yeah, we we just kept thinking it was around the corner. We're like, come on, surely. Yeah. 
especially because 5Ks is an hour. Yeah. Yeah. In that uh, terrain, yeah. Yeah. So what was interesting, like, that you bring that up, they, they had a little sign that said 3Ks to the next checkpoint, 2Ks, 1K. And it was almost like when we were getting further on in the walk, you'd see the 3Ks and be more pissed off they put a sign there. You're like, oh, for fuck's sake. That's 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 40 minutes worth of walking. Yeah. I don't want to know how much further I've got. I just want to, like, come around a corner and be like, yes, it's over. Yeah. It, it was really hard to judge your speed when you get, like, a 3K sign to go. Is yeah. that how you boys felt on that last one? Yeah, Jolly. What did you think? Yeah, I think not, not so much. I wasn't focusing on our speed so much, but I was just thinking, please... It's got to be around the next corner. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> it was Just kept that. going. We'd go around the corner and then it'd be a mountain to climb. And we'd be like, oh, okay, it's going to be at the top of this. Whatever. Just get up. We'd get up and then we'd have to go back down yeah. into a valley and then up another mountain. Like, <laughs> Come on! And you couldn't predict, I, I think, where the checkpoints were, were going to be. Mm. Were they going to be at the bottom of the hill or right up the, the top? And so, more often than not, every checkpoint was at the top of the hill. Yeah. Pretty much every one of them all yeah. the way through. Except for that one. But yeah, you guys pulled yeah. out it. That was the only one for, on a downhill, basically. The one after we pulled out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But re- rewinding a little bit before that, the the walk that we did as part of the daytime like the first first like stint until where we caught back up with you guys and then we had the second stint up until where we saw georgia and then the third one the one it was it was like a 15k stint it was the last part of the great north walk yeah that was an awesome part of the walk that was that was my favorite part of the entire walk scenery wise and like and terrain wise as well like it was long and it took a fair while and the track was tight and there were like a fair few hills, but you went through some pretty sick places there like that surprised me. I think that's what kept us like kind of pushing through for for that. Is that where we walked along the, the board edge walk? of a river and then across yeah. the river and yep. through that big open swamp field across mm-hmm. the boardwalk? Yeah. That was incredible. Yeah, that was sick. I didn't expect it to, to be like that in, in any parts really. That was probably the one part of the walk where i took in the scenery yeah the rest yeah i was about to say that's the first time i actually lifted my head yeah. that day in the whole walk almost yeah i think yeah getting to the top of that as well we just had that the kind of mad caves that were overhanging and almost like you're walking through tunnels and mm. yeah it's awesome yeah yeah that was sick and then you, yeah you cross the river again over those big boulders when you get past those caves but i think it's hard to take in that scenery when you're doing it because you're just trying to focus on getting to the the next mm. next stage. But that was the stage leading up to where you guys ended up pulling out. What what happened to you guys in in that? Must have been eight k's because when when we were going through that cool scenery, you guys seemed pretty sweet. And then by the time we saw you at the checkpoint, you were just broken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much eight k's. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, Winnie and I were kind of walking together and it took us back to a long time ago when we did this massive paddle up at the Barrington Tops <laughs> and we kind of misjudged the paddle that time and we ended up paddling, what was it, like 30 k's? 30 k's, kayaking. And by the end of that that experience, we were getting super delirious and I think that point in the walk this time around was the same thing. It was kind of, our knees were so broken I had the worst, worst chafe, the worst chafing I've ever felt. I think that's probably what got me at the end. Yeah, my feet crapped out in the second stage, 
just before we met up with George for yeah. the first time. So, yeah, my toes and feet were just getting pounded into the front of my shoe and I was getting a lot of kind of blistering and that kind of crap go on. Um, the scenery was good. That was probably the one stage <laughs> where I was like, just take this in and yeah. it's sweet. And like we're all together, so we had a bit of banter going. And then, yeah, that stage after George. Yeah. Snapped just... you like a little twig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Because yeah. it was just like, I think that might have been the Category 5 stage. That was a Category 4. It was the long four. It was the 15, 7, 4. It was really long four. So there was a lot of inclines and declines and just my toes just getting jammed into the front of my shoe more and more going downhill and mm. as it went as it went dark and i had to try and focus on every step when i was in that pain i was just like this is all right at daytime when i can see what i'm doing as soon as night fell i was like fuck i'm gonna do do myself a, some mischief and have to crawl out eight k's <laughs> to the next <laughs> checkpoint so what what at what point did you decide that you probably wouldn't be able to go on any further like once you got to the next checkpoint because when we saw you like you walked across the line me and brett have been there 15 minutes or something maybe yeah. waiting for you guys and, and you walked across the line you're like i'm done like there was no you couldn't talk to you out of it you were done like yeah. and you'd obviously made up your mind like how many k's before the, the checkpoint do you reckon or was there one hill that you were like i am fucking there was done some serious hills just yeah. before that checkpoint and that's where we're getting sold <laughs> how far this checkpoint actually was away and um yeah i was as the hills kept coming i was like fucking seriously <laughs> yeah, when, when does this end yeah, yeah when does this end and yeah. me and joel were just delirious just laughing at each other <laughs> just <laughs> like like joking about different ways we could die <laughs> to help <go> on. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon you kind of talked each other out of it? Because like when, when you both came in, Joel, you hadn't pulled out yet. It was only when you realised the severity of your crack rash that you, yeah. <laughs> that you wanted to pull out. Like, Do you reckon that you both being like walking together, like Nick and I were obviously a bit further ahead, and I'll explain why after, um, after this, but um, do you reckon you kind of were almost like a bit of a bad influence on each other, especially being through something hard like your kayak before yeah I'd, I'd definitely put my hand up and say i'd persuaded joel <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> don't do I it man yeah. oh, no. <laughs> give up <laughs> that little voice in the back of your head who is that <laughs> i was in, like i don't know in those situations i like nagging out because it kind of gives me humor to keep pushing on yeah but I probably nagged out too hard on Joel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think probably about three k's before that checkpoint, I was thinking, oh yeah, I'll be all right here. Um, the chafe was pretty bad, but Winnie just kind of got into my head. <laughs> I thought, oh, I could push on, but we're only almost halfway. No, yeah. I can't do it. So the reason why Nick and I were pushing ahead, and this is kind of the reason why I was at, at the front pretty much that whole daylight until we got to the point you guys checked um like pulled out was from what you were saying first thing in the day where you were like we need to push out as much as we can during daylight yeah because the night time's going to be harder and um 
I was like, okay, I'll, I'll set a pace. And especially seeing how you were like after checkpoint two, I knew that once it got dark, it was going to get a lot harder. So we needed to get to that checkpoint three at least before it got dark. But even then, like <laughs> even at the pace we set, you still spend a lot of time walking at night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, there was no avoiding that. No, no way. But I think the goal was, yeah, just to get as far into it as possible. Because even like you were saying, maybe we jog a few bits before. Yeah, this is before I realized how hilly <laughs> yeah. and treacherous the track was. Yeah. <laughs> so do you, do you boys think um, like going into next year, if we are going to do it again, or if you boys going to do it, <laughs> um, do you think you'll have any other tactics in terms of timing-wise? Timing-wise? How you pace yourself? I yeah i like nick said i think we you'd run to that first hill and get a, a head start so you don't get caught behind a bunch of people there there's probably a few flat bits where you could jog because i think the, the goal for next year would to to do it in sub 24 hours jesus Starsky. well you've only got to make yeah. up an, an hour and 20 minutes there and we you boys weren't so slow yeah. <laughs> we didn't start. get stuck <laughs> well like, plus, simple shit like that we would have saved 45 minutes just yeah. just because yeah. you, you boys got stuck there's 20 minutes had a bit of a long lunch there's probably 10 minutes there mm. you know just in checkpoints alone we probably could have saved almost an hour yeah we only had to walk 18 minutes quicker and we're sub 24 i think knowing the trail too will help 100%. yeah definitely yeah. like i said there's flat bits that you kind of have picked out now where you like you could probably jog it and yeah. not at a pace but if you're doing that section that's a couple of k's long twice as fast or whatever yeah, yeah especially later on in the trail like that yeah. that uh um, it was interesting because after you boys pulled out at Bob and Head, me and Brady probably had our like most motivation. Like we were just like so jacked up. Like, yeah. We're not we're not fucking pulling out. No fucking way. Like this is it. Like let's go that hard. And then the next two checkpoints, we're probably we, the two. Quickest. We were flying. Yeah. Like we were pretty much yeah, dementors. Yeah. We were so- sucking people's souls out as we overtake them. <laughs> we were just like taking their energy and their soul. Like. They'd be doing five k's an hour per hill. We'd be doing six and a half. We'd go past them. They'd be stopped. They're just dead. Yeah. It was brutal, but we went so quick, and I think that really made up a lot of time for us. But then after that, at the seventy k, when you're already so tired, if you just jogged a little bit, yeah. Even if you're only doing eight k's an hour, you're doubling your speed basically easily. That's huge, like that sort of game. And you you don't need to do that for a long time to get sub-24 hours. No, for sure. Um, Yeah, so I stayed on in the support car with George, Nick's fiancé. And, um, yeah, we'd drive 10Ks down the road or whatever the next checkpoint was. And you guys were there pretty fucking quick. Like, I was super impressed. Yeah. was insane. Especially that one after... Joel pulled out. That was a fifteen point seven because I think I was trying to convince him. We were trying to convince Joel to do the the next leg because he hadn't pulled out yet, and we we're going. I think it's just like eight or nine k's, and it's like it's pretty easy. Yeah, it's a three. It's, it's a flat. Yeah, it's like it's pretty flat. And then I look at the book, and it says fifteen point seven four. It was by far the most brutal one. Of, like, it was the that longest, had two hardest, really big hills in it. Too. Yeah. So right as Joel, Joel was still in at this point at the checkpoint just before takeoff and then this old bloke walked past and Joel kind of asked I think what it was like and he was like ah 
And he's already in the Joel backseat of the car. Joel just started shoes. <laughs> Joel just saw straight through whatever smoke he was trying to sell. And said, I'm out. I'm yeah. done. Just I, heard the click of the seatbelt in the back of the car. Yeah. I think I was halfway through my peanut butter sandwich. And when that guy said that, I, I just automatically slowed down. <laughs> <laughs> so that at that point, like we'd, we'd lost half of our team. And as Nick and I were walking off and, um, and we'd kind of decided what we we're going to do, it was like it's kind of weird like we we're a bit disappointed that we didn't have like more people to like kind of keep morale up but then at the same time we we'll, i said to nick i was like because nick it was like the same like a little bit disappointed and i was like you know what like they've pulled out i don't care if you pull out i'm gonna finish it and then nick was like yeah i'm not i'm not pulling out <laughs> <laughs> and then like we both got heaps fired up and we're like, all right, we're going to fucking do this. Yeah. Like, just, Let's just have a fucking go. Yeah, it just got, <laughs> got super fired up for that next section. And that's why I think that's why we did that one so fast is because like it, we were just so fired up for it. Just got that second win. Yeah, pretty much. That's, Especially as it got dark too. The best bit I think was that, that 15.7. It's a few hours worth of walking, but George's old man was going to be at that dinner stop. Oh, that's right. And, and we're like, can't let Rog down. Can't can't let him down. Like he's come all this way. We we got to get to dinner at least. Like there's only two of us left. <laughs> like, he was like almost. We're just trying to do him proud for a whole checkpoint yeah. without letting him down and pulling out before it would have felt so bad. Yeah. Yeah. I almost felt guilty turning up and seeing him, and I was like, oh no. He's, even though yeah, Winnie and I were absolutely cooked, I was like, oh no. I kind of feel bad that. <laughs> I've let Rog down as well. <laughs> yeah. It's just great that I had never met Rog. So I, <laughs> I don't care. Guy. I'm cooked. But, I'm staying here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we we like hammered through that next section. I don't know how long it took us, but I don't remember much of the actual walk other than there being two really steep hills. Mm. Um, and yeah, by the time we got to that next checkpoint, which is where we knew Rog had dinner and had the fire going and spaghetti. everything. Spaghetti. Um, like you guys had obviously been there a little bit before us. Like, what? I had dinner. I'd, I'd beat up. Yeah, I you guys like. Dream yeah, having having a lay down in the tent and stuff. Like, what? Um, like we we don't know what we looked like as we were coming in. Did we look fairly broken at that fifty eight k mark? Or no, I I think you guys still look pretty kind of determined at that point. Um, maybe it was. I think ten minutes after you'd stopped, you looked pretty shattered, but coming into it you look like you're ready to go that was kind of the thing wasn't it you as soon as you stop if you stop for like five minutes it is so hard to keep getting back up and get your body going again yeah what how did you guys cope with that like time and time again at every checkpoint i think that was the last long one we had after we had we had a long stop at st ives which is 57k mark and after that, we, we didn't have any long stops except for um, a fair bit further on down the line. Like, it, I, I felt like I was in the biggest laser focus at dinner. Like, I, yeah. I, I stared I, I, so deeply into the fire at one point. And yeah. I was just, but I was so in a zone of like, got to get this done, got to get this done, yeah. don't want to waste too much time. And then after that, I don't know, it, it, I wasn't in any pain until probably 70Ks. 75 k's mm. yes yeah, so that's funny were you dealing with pain before that was it nah. coming and going in waves no nah, not at all like I, I was so surprised that i was in no 
foot pain, no leg pain, not like nothing. I felt like, yeah, I'd walked 60 Ks, but I felt super fresh. I was like, yeah, I've got this easy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd, you felt the same pretty. The same. Yeah. It, it was up until a point like, and that was again, probably up to like 65, 70 Ks felt fine, which like when you think about the training walks we did, so we did the, the 32 Ks, which felt fine, like pulled up good from it. And then you double that and then anything past that you're getting into such unknown territory mm. so like once once we'd gotten past that sort of 65 ish k's mark that's when it kind of not only does it get physically harder just putting one front one leg in front of the other but the lack of sleep starts setting in then yeah this is like 2 a.m 3 a.m now like that's when it really started to hit me yeah. I, me and brett didn't talk for like two hours we were on this trail. It was like a 16-kilometer trail. Last, what, 4Ks maybe? We, yeah. we didn't say a single word. Yeah. I, I was just behind him, like falling asleep on a set of poles, just like, oh, I'm so tired. I need to sleep. And then that was my hardest point. I, I got into this checkpoint. We still had 20Ks to go. I, I was delirious. And like, So you were saying you were having micro-sleeps I, as you were walking? Yeah, I was like micro-sleeping as I walked in. I got in and I was just like, had the worst chafing between my my cheeks and i was just like i don't know what's going on here and then laid down in a dirt patch and it was like four degrees i just laid down a dirt patch had like a five minute power nap like shut my eyes went into a full vivid dream woke up and was like i feel great i'm back a hundred percent that was yeah. hilarious was, watching him have that mini meltdown and yeah. just fall asleep and then wake up and he's like all right Let's go. <laughs> Just what yeah. needed five minutes. Seriously, uh, honestly, I, I've never felt so good from a five-minute power nap. I was, yeah. I was that tired. So your guys' experience was vastly different to Joel's and I. At what stage did you start feeling the pain, Trist? Yeah, well, I think it all comes down to how much training we did leading up. Um, <laughs> Zero. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when you think about it, if your longest walk was twenty k's, double that forty, and then yeah. that's pretty much that's where you yeah, pulled prob- out. Yeah, probably around that. I think the thirty k mark is probably when I think the knee fatigue started to set in a bit. Yep. And, um, yeah, I, I think probably for me as well, the shoulders from carrying that. The massive yeah. pack. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much carrying a slab of beer on your back. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what other mental hurdles did you go through, Jolly? Well, I think for me as well, coming off the snow trip, um, having next to no sleep for four days, that really got, got to me. Once it got dark, I was just thinking, man, I'm so tired. Um, but yeah, I, I think other than that, the, the other mental thing, seeing other groups jogging past you as you're struggling to even walk. I thought, <laughs> so how are they even doing that? That's Ultra what we were doing. To, yeah, we did that to so many people. You got to learn to use that on other people. Yeah. There's, there's, a, <laughs> there's serious trip. value in walking past people and then not only walking past them at a pace, but like just being like, hey, how you going? Enjoying the walk and stuff. Yeah. Like, and you just, you just see them just go, what is this guy so chirpy for? We, we, like, we hit a point where we started overtaking a lot of people from the from the group that started an hour before us yeah. it was after dinner what do you reckon maybe like yeah it was uh, it was the one after dinner i reckon we overtook about 80, yeah. 80 people but, but people started realizing that we weren't from that seven o'clock group and they'd be like we're like hey how you going yeah good you still doing good yeah yeah and they're like what time do you guys start and we're like eight and they're like holy shit you're so far ahead of us <laughs> how are you still so perky yeah 
It's like, suckers. <laughs> so, um, yeah, thanks I, for the energy. I think another thing that got to me was when um, you and I, Luke, got caught up in that kind of traffic jam of people. Some of the people behind us were just talking so much shop. <laughs> and I was just like, we got to get away from these people. How yeah, was that? That guy, I reckon that like triggered us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to start to start and to neg out like just people talking absolute shit and we were just like shut up shut up and people playing the loud music that oh, was that's... fucking shit music. if you're gonna do it put good music on what? Uh, it was like Ed Sheeran or some crap yeah they were playing some horror they were playing yeah. like Fisher it, they had the most diverse yeah. playlist of yeah. just shit music yeah <laughs> like put your headphones in don't boombox the yeah. thing and then um I cooked them. There was people walking in front of us for a while, and I yeah. cooked. I can't remember what song started yeah. playing. It was something from the eighties. Uh, nah, nah. It was um, uh, what's he? It was it was like an Ed Sheeran type bloke. <laughs> nah, well, it was oh, it was no, something it was older. Keating, That's it? right. Yeah, it was, yeah, oh. Ed Sheeran bloke. <laughs> yeah, okay. We're we're all in between. <laughs> yeah, Ronan Keating comes on. And I was like, about time something good comes on, and they all stop and, and just let us go past. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you cooked them before that, but. It was playing Fisher, and you're like, "This music sucks." Can yeah. I pick the playlist? Yeah, <laughs> that <is> so <laughs> often writing them off because they were holding us up as like for oh. speed as well. It sucked. Yeah, but once we got past them, it was sweet. It kind of goes to show just how important getting in your own rhythm is. Yeah, and as soon as there's people in front of you going slower than your rhythm, it starts to take a toll on you. And we got stuck behind those guys for about. 40 minutes sorry yeah it was it kind of makes it hard to keep moving yeah yeah well you slow yourself down and then struggle to speed back up yeah that's right and on the theme of music we had a pretty pretty salty tune going in our heads we didn't have music in our headphones or anything we just went bare but we started with the song that we planted a seed in all of our heads <laughs> what was that song nico Never gonna break my stride. How can you not walk to this song? <laughs> this sets a rhythm, doesn't it? I had that stuck in my head for 25 hours. <laughs> so did I. Even when I stopped. <laughs> No one started losing it. Oh, I was singing it when oh. I was losing it on the ground. I was like, nothing going to break my stride. Yeah. <laughs> I was almost crying. Was, that was the best. Like, for the salty striders, it was pretty fitting. But oh. <laughs> honestly, you can't you can't like frown if you listen to that song. No, you can't. Those no. reggae beats. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was actually... We had a coffee with Tommy um, mm. the other morning, and um, we were telling him about that, and he was saying that he does the same thing. Like anytime he's doing something hard, except with that song from you know in Conair, how there's that psycho dude sitting on the plane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> saying Steve he does the Bashimi. same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he sings that song, and people look at him like, "What the hell are you doing?" He's like, I'm just keeping my spirits up. <laughs> it, it was almost like at a point when we were super late in the night or early in the morning, we, we're doing anything to keep our spirits up. Yeah, like. The amount of times Brett asked me how I was doing, I'd just tell him five stars. <laughs> I felt about minus five stars. And I was like, yeah, five stars, man. I'm all good. How about you? And Brett's like, 
I mean, he ended up getting a little injury, and he's like, "Yeah, five stars too. I'm all good." Well, that was that was my thing. Is I decided from the start, I was like, "It doesn't matter how sore I feel. Like, I know I'm gonna finish it." I was like, "If I feel bad or, or something's hurting, I was like, I'm just not gonna complain about it because, mm. like, everybody, everybody around you is feeling the same stuff. Like, it's probably what got to you guys. Like, if you start talking, like, I don't know, negging out might help you, but." Like for for me, I was like, if I start like getting negative about it and complaining about it, then it'll just bring me down. And then, um, so yeah, I I just made that decision. I was like, anything that happens, I'm just not going to complain about it until I cross the line. And I was the opposite. I was just yelling and hurling abuse at rocks. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) another fucking rock. (laughs) Like they put probably 500 stairs in the last 10 k's, and you're like, more stairs? You don't think I'm tired enough? (laughs) Why would you put these here? It was a joke. Like that last ten k's was a joke with all those stairs. But uh, the the best thing I saw the whole the whole walk was I had my polar watch on, which is like a fit watch, and um, it's set to athlete mode. So I don't even know what you've got to do to get to a daily target. But the first day, so we started at eight, and me and Brett walked until midnight, and I did seven hundred and forty two percent of my daily target, which was eighty five thousand steps. <laughs> And then the second day, didn't have such a good day, and they did 640% of my daily target. And it was another, I don't know how many thousand steps. It all added up to be like 145,000 steps we did in 25 hours. And um, my watch was telling me my recovery was Tuesday afternoon. (laughs) I I had to have a sit down. (laughs) It was pretty brutal to put it into perspective that we walked 145,000-ish steps Mm. in 25 hours. So, yeah. so anyone that wants to do their 10,000 steps a day Go fuck yourself <laughs> I did half your month's worth of walking <laughs> Yeah, it was brutal though That was hard work Yeah Yeah, so like the the hard, like I know the hardest bit for you would have been Going into that checkpoint where you had your sleep Like that, like you said That last like 3Ks We didn't really talk I feel like that if we did that walk during the daytime, it would have been a super nice walk because you walk all the way along this river, then you cross over and then you walk back up the river the opposite way, but you kind of ascend as you're going along the river. And um, it's bad because you can, as you're walking along the river, you can see people going the other way. And um, it's so, I think just seeing that, like how far behind you actually are from the finish line. And then once you start seeing like, again, the 3K, 2K, 1k like to to checkpoint it just seemed like a long time and um there was as we were walking into the checkpoint there were these people that like coming up behind us and (laughs) nick and i had like figured out by that point that we hadn't actually been overtaken by anyone the whole walk like not a single person we had these people gaining and we're like getting to that point where legs are like starting to go we're like come on pick up the pace can't can't get overtaken here (laughs) and pretty much like just got into the checkpoint before i'm like yes didn't get overtaken still that was that was an incentive that's what we needed for that checkpoint almost yeah. like that was the only thing to lift a spirit at yeah. four in the morning yeah so, 75 k's into a walk yeah and we we rolled into that checkpoint and that was on the river and it was so cold oh, yeah that was brutal. Like brutal so we we get into the checkpoint nick has his little nap i have a sandwich and some coffee and uh i go to wake you up luke <laughs> and open the door push you a little bit and you just go what the fuck are you peasants doing <laughs> and i was like come on mate we got to check in we need you 
<laughs> walk off Nick and I are like 20 metres down the road and look back and see you roll out of the car open the back door chuck your backpack on with your number and then get your walking poles and start walking down the road <laughs> so I, I had to pretend to be Joel to check these boys in and out of the checkout and uh because we needed three people to go through these things so I had to make it look legit at four in the morning <laughs> I was half asleep just threw the backpack on had the poles and I was already broken when, and when you, you were checking when you were checking in checking out you're like poor it's pretty hard out there <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I saw it as you were wearing you were wearing slides <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. you check in and then like they're like alright all good and then you go I'm gonna go change my shoes <laughs> and just like, walked off I didn't see you until the next checkpoint yeah you, you didn't look like you in a good way at that point so after, yeah you were <laughs> I was trying to sleep in the car yeah could not sleep and I think just before that just before you woke me up I'd try to try to sleep on the back seat and I, I was like curled up and my legs is cramped my legs and hips is cramped and I couldn't get out of the car <laughs> I was like salmon in pain to try and get out of the car <laughs> I was oh, man. broken. Oh. And then I just crawled into the front sleep, closed my eyes and kind of just kind of drifted a bit and then the door opens. And yeah. like, come on, we need you. I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I know we were talking about this before, but the guy after that checkpoint, <clears throat> I said to him, oh, how's this checkpoint? Is this one hard or is this one easy? He goes, yeah, there's only one hill. So we go around the corner, up this gigantic hill. It's huge. <laughs> I was like, Thank God that's over. We've, we've done the hill. Walked, got about, I don't know, 3Ks, 4Ks down the road, and then it went to boulders and stairs again, oh. like level five hard. Yeah. And would, and I was just like, nah. I had one section where there was ropes, and I had my poles because I was so, like, busted. Got to it, I had to use a rope, and I just had my poles, and I just fully hoiked them to the top of a rock, like 20 metres. Just threw them up in the bush. them into a bush, and I was like fucking ropes <laughs> who puts ropes here <laughs> I've already done 90k's let me cross country ski up these things <laughs> that that leg there that was the 8k so it was the shortest one of the whole thing and I reckon it was probably the hardest hmm. because it was funny at the start so as Nick and I like rolled out of that checkpoint we'd made a rule like a little bit earlier in the walk where we were like because uh, we kept hearing a dude's saying they'd like gone the wrong way and like got lost here and there five k's in they're like yeah. oh we got lost here they were talking shop for two three k's and within those two three k's they'd been lost five or six times yeah it was, it was insane and we'll we're like oh we'll make a rule like if we do happen to get lost anywhere we like i feel like the fitting punishments just you, you got to jog back to like the route <sighs> and we walk out of this checkpoint <laughs> and this is after nick's had his meltdown my knees fucked and we like the track just goes like along the river but the, you should have gone like left a little bit and we we get to the like just the river cuts off and we're like oh no we've gone the wrong way like we wouldn't have been any more than like 30 meters away from the track and it goes oh well you know the rule <laughs> it starts like shuffling like it was the most pathetic run we're both just the same just going oh my god this hurts so much and jog back to the route and then we got back and saw that dude and he's like yeah just one hill and then yeah did that hill had the boulders and that that stage was tough because that was when it like it was so cold at the start had had that dude saying it was like a piece of piss and you just got one hill and it's all good the bad thing about the hill is because you went up at the start going 
you went back down basically until you got to the boulders and like for me with what happened to me so my my it band ended up um basically just blowing up so your itb is just a, a like weird muscle that runs from your hip all the way down past your knee and um it helps with like your knee stability and, and your leg stability and because um, it just sits on the outside of your knee after you overuse it for, for that long it just gets irritated and inflames and then it rubs more and more and it especially hurts when you're going downhill or downstairs so that that one there because you walk straight up at the start and i was like see we're, we're going up and it's not too bad and then it was just all downhill and i pretty much had to like go downhill sideways and like grab on trees and stuff to like try and stabilize myself because it was just so painful i'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened to me my yeah. hips locked up and yeah i needed poles and was this just sketching my way down hills <laughs> yeah just felt broken my my like, trying to walk normally my hips were just locked and i was like doing some weird oh, tin man yeah tin man waddle thing i like <laughs> could not move properly i felt like i was about to just snap in half yeah but, how were your toes as well when when your toenails getting pretty cooked yeah so i got um just like this water pass <laughs> <laughs> no it, it's just imagine you're walking along the river oh, yeah. Yeah. this is what we <laughs> walked all night to yeah yeah pretty much <laughs> it's, it's a continuous flow <laughs> that's a full flush <laughs> someone's uh, doing the dishes <laughs> yeah, so my toenails ended up pretty much falling off i got blisters under my toenails yeah. and my toenails are just floating <laughs> that's heavy that's so gnarly what about you joel i yeah not so much my feet i think um i'd worn in my joggers pretty well before doing it <laughs> luckily um but yeah i think like Freddie, my knees were absolutely cooked um yeah probably about 20 k's in the ski boots started um to take hold of my feet just <laughs> <laughs> felt like i was still walking the mountain yeah it's it was wild out there yeah i i was pretty lucky really i was sort of similar to brett my hips and groin i sort of strained my groin a bit i had probably like two mils of groin poking out of my skin and my hips were pretty much had steel rods down them (laughs) and my knees were a bit sore but yeah i was i was pretty much pretty sweet considering yeah like no lasting effects for much more than 48 hours felt like i'd done a massive day at the gym or to the snow or something. The gym here. That all. We're definitely convincing people to um, get into it next year, aren't we? Well, yeah. I think that's the thing, though. Like, it, it's it is harder than what you think. I think it's something that a lot of people should do to just like mm. recognize what your expectations can be of something, and then what it turns out to be. So it's been a full week yeah. since we did it to the day, and people have pretty much been asking every day if I'd do it again. And as the week's gone on, my answer's gone from, nah, fuck no, <laughs> to pretty much I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are you boys? Are you boys copping these questions and what's your thought process around doing it again? James asked me, like, in the last leg. So after Nick and I got did that um, checkpoint from when it went from nighttime to morning and we had the boulders and stuff, we got up to the last checkpoint and um recruited a new member yeah so so jamesy took over joel's official spot 
just to do 10k so james was meant to be on the walk originally this is who luke um replaced because james tore his mcl and couldn't train and and his physio was saying he could only do you know 30ks before his knee would just be of no use and um so james he came along for the last 10ks and uh he asked me about 2ks into that he's like would you do it again i was like yeah definitely like at that point and i was in a fair bit of pain then but just due to the fact that I knew, I think pretty much when he, he asked me, it was like at 24 hours into it. So we had like an hour and a bit to go. And I knew that our goal, even though our official goal said 28 hours, that our actual goal is to do it in less than 24. And because we hadn't got there, I was like, we need to try it again next year just to beat 24. And I think from that, I've, it didn't take much convincing to get Nick over the line to do it again. I, I crossed the line and... Yeah, like you, like we said, George was the um, support crew, so she did it pretty tough. And I said, oh, "Thanks, Abe. That was a once in a lifetime opportunity." I reckon by the time we got back to Jerringong, I was like, "Yeah, so when we do it next year?" <laughs> <laughs> what was she like? She was like, "Oh yeah, um, I don't think I'll do it." <laughs> <laughs> but she, she, it's been a week, and she's like, "Yeah, I mean, I'd support you guys again." I'm, there's a bit of a disaster with you guys and the and the coffee, so you didn't see us finish, and um, you you guys weren't quite there. You got held up, she was saying, and so she's like, "Oh yeah, I'll have to come back because I just want to see you guys finish the thing." I didn't actually see you officially finish. <laughs> yeah, we blew that. <laughs> <laughs> Walked a hundred k's, got across the line, and me and, and Brett were looking around like, "Where is everyone?" <laughs> meanwhile, we're brushing our teeth in the car <laughs> ten meters away, and didn't even know you guys were that close. Oh. Yeah, I think I was uh, on the way home with Rog. This was probably about oh, 11.30, 11, 11.30. And I was thinking, oh, I kind of wish I was still going. But, um, yeah, I think towards the end of when we finished, Luke, I was thinking there's no way I'm going to do this again. But now I'm, I'm pretty set. Now I'm pretty keen to try it again, give it a crack next year. Do you reckon so- you'll train up? Yeah, I'll at least do I hope so. 20Ks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. so the thing that Nick and I were saying that we we talked about quite a bit as a bit of a motivator along the way was like we were saying if if you were to give up and like there's nothing wrong with reaching your limit and giving up, but how would you feel on say the Sunday morning or the Monday morning? Would you like, I don't know how you guys felt like our thing was like you'll, you don't want to regret it. You don't want to regret not pushing on if you think you could have gone further. Like in hindsight, like I know the pain that you guys were in at the time. Did you guys have any regrets of not pushing on or do you think you you would pretty much as at, at the end? Yeah, I, I think at the start or when I pulled out, um, I kind of felt that regret. But then I kind of thought, well, I hadn't really prepared that well. I had a week of the snow leading up to it. So kind of from then my expectations were like well maybe i could have pushed on and possibly got there but i think yeah i, I just wasn't ready i had no regrets yeah i, I don't think you had any I was that broken. yeah, yeah you were definitely was the like, most broken 100ks is it's just a number i'm gonna do damage to myself if i go on yeah but now like i also don't think i went into it with a drive like i just went in and was like gonna hang out with three of my best mates sweet whatever <laughs> and then and we, we just ran off in the distance <laughs> and <said>, keep up <laughs> <laughs> but now yeah now that i 
didn't do it now i do have a driver for next mm. year i'm like yeah fuck it i'm gonna fucking do it yeah i think like that's what we were talking about in your circumstance like you you were absolutely broken and and your feet were broken and there's nothing you can do about your feet and i think that's like one of the only options i had for a pullout would have been if the blisters or i lost too many toenails or whatever and the pain was so much but physical fatigue i was just thinking time's only time Mm. you're gonna feel better after it finishes yeah Yeah. even if i could only do a ski waddle like the whole rest of saturday (laughs) it was rough i I was dead set look like i had a set of cross-country skis on (laughs) i couldn't get my feet off the ground but i felt like i left everything there which Mm. you can kind of go home proud of yourself like another thing we were talking about was you know every checkpoint would go as hard as we could like whether it was three k's an hour or or six we were just going max effort every time we left george to go to the next one we're like all right max effort boys like let's go as hard as we can i'll wholeheartedly back that from seeing the back of you guys at the start of every checkpoint like you guys would you kept the pace that you had from the beginning which was psycho and then when i was in the support car and how quickly you guys were getting up to those checkpoints i was like jesus there was zero chance I was keeping up with that. And that was another reason why I kind of felt all right pulling out was I was not keeping that pace and you guys would have had to sit around and wait. Mm. I mean, and that, that's the other thing about it too is there's different ways you can do it. Like it, it didn't occur to me until like a week before the actual walk that a lot of people were going to, do the first day camp over overnight and then walk the second day and then camp overnight and finish on the third morning <laughs> you, you could technically you could do, do that it. but you like if your goal is just to complete the hundred then you can really take as long as as long as you want and you probably enjoy the scenery more oh, yeah like <laughs> rather than just trying to, to push as hard it just depends on what what motivates you do you reckon you boys could have finished if you did it in 48 hours oh yeah yeah i think so i yeah, for me, being pretty fatigued, not not being able to rest, it's what got to me the most. Just being able to sit down for an hour or so and just kind of reset your feet, reset your body and mind and, and then set off again, where we were just five minutes in, five minutes and straight out kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But and, and knowing that you're going to go to sleep that night too. Yeah, that would be a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. But in saying that as well, I think once you are walking, you kind of feel like you you have to keep going. So you want to push yourself to keep going through the night. I think, yeah, with you boys coming, going into it with a, a lot more preparation than, than we did, it's probably, yeah, made it that much easier. Well, not easier, but <laughs> you survived. <laughs> made it tolerable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It took a lot longer for you guys to break. Yeah, like we were saying, it was 70Ks before we were really yeah. starting to feel it. Like it was like, okay. And it didn't just kind of like hit you like running. It sort of slowly builds up over mm-hmm. a few Ks. You're like, oh, here it comes. <laughs> you get up a hill and you know you're not quite as fresh. But on on the flip side of having a sleep, like I know how shit I felt after sitting down for five minutes. I mean, you've still got to walk. So like if, if I had to sleep overnight, I would have been so worried about waking up the next morning just being like, Oh, I am sore. Yeah, I and I still have another away. fifty Ks. <laughs> yeah. At least you give yourself the chance to, to recover. recover. Like have a have a good meal. Do do whatever you gotta do to 
like they had like physios and stuff you could have gone and seen and oh i saw one yeah you saw one. <laughs> <laughs> no it wasn't a physio no it was just a really shit massage it did absolutely nothing yeah right well i mean the point being is that you can just kind of take those measures that you you don't get the chance if you're just on the trail walking mm. um which yeah I, if, yeah, if I you wake down up for five minutes and it felt pretty fucking good yeah same <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. it felt pretty fucking good charging what do you think what do you boys think gear wise is there anything you'd mix up for next year maybe not take something or add something in um i was pretty happy with all my gear actually i didn't use poles um so that's pretty insane i felt like i wasn't eating them at my point how did you manage to get by without them I think I've never used them before, so I don't know what it's like. And you I think that was, that. yeah, <laughs> but I, I think I just said to myself, I was like, I'm just going to see if I can do it without using the poles, not for any reason other than the fact that I hadn't used them before and I didn't know what type of, like how it would aid you or, or give you an advantage. Mm. Um, like I, based on what a lot of other people were doing and saying, like they're a huge help. Um, but that's the thing, like, if I do it next year and use poles, I'm going to find it a lot easier, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, equipment-wise, I don't know, Nick, what? Is there um, anything you'd change? I know nutrition-wise, there was a few things yeah, we were we talking about. Yeah, we wanted to do about. some different nutrition, but realistically, I, I don't think I could have really done much different in terms of gear. Maybe, like, a second set of skins. Oh, two, yeah. Yeah, I didn't have two sets of skins. Apart from that, really, I, my gear felt really good the whole time. I could have worn like a heavier, like a more sort of trail shoe, but I don't know. I finished, so whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it all works. Yeah. yeah, maybe a bit more talcum powder from the start. <laughs> I, I needed a bit of talcum powder. That, that that we got to the top of the just before the last checkpoint, and a guy had a waddle on. He looked like a duck. Oh yeah, and he and he goes to us. Oh mate, I've got the worst cracker ash you've ever seen. And I just looked him dead in the eye and I go, mate, I reckon I'm as bad as you. <laughs> he goes, I'm bleeding. I'm like, I'm fairly sure there's blood. <laughs> <laughs> and he sat down on this chair. He's just broken unit. And me and Brett smashed a Macca's coffee and just pretty much like ran back to the checkpoint. And he goes, you guys are going again? <laughs> like, Not much use sitting yeah, around here. <laughs> that cracker ash ain't fixing itself here, mate. <laughs> like, trying to get the last line so you had um some pretty severe crack rash gel would you take anything else <laughs> yeah it definitely got me uh um, vaseline yeah I, I think from the get-go i'd have something in there <laughs> you're wearing undies and not skins right yeah i think yeah for me that was a bit of a rookie error i'd definitely go with the skins some tissues. I reckon you'd be doing it nude next year <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just could avoid be all cheap options <laughs> Oh, it was, I had pretty bad rash. It was heavy. Yeah. Mm. Pretty, yeah. pretty invasive. <laughs> <laughs> George um, had just, somebody rang George right after she talked up Joel's crack. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was Nick's. <laughs> no, yeah, it was yours. No, it was, it was my, it was my crack. Yeah, I, um, I had some, it was a bit of early onset. <laughs> thought, oh, I better get on this wire. Well, I've got a chance. Um, I need to put some talcum powder down my pants. Yeah, and so and, I, and obviously the George, person on the other end of the phone had asked George how you guys are going, and George was like, 
So, uh, yeah, there's talcum powder going in butt crack right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I couldn't do it myself. I couldn't reach. And then I said, oh, George, can you squirt a bit down there? <laughs> and she did a little puff, and I was like, triple it. <laughs> I want half a bottle. I had so much down there. I had a little white patch on my ass. There was that. And it did nothing. Did nothing. <laughs> nothing. Too late. At yeah, was so gone by then. Nico, Just what? clogging the blood. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes, I've got to pause for a second because I was about to get a little bit deeper, but uh, <laughs> hang on. Just let that sink in. Yeah, settle. <laughs> all right, Nico, <laughs> how did it feel crossing the line for you, like knowing that you've just walked, stayed awake for twenty over 25 hours and, and walked 100Ks? Like I think one thing that we can all say, like regardless of who crossed the finish line or not, we all did the longest distance any of us have, have ever done in a single go yeah 100% like how how did that that feeling like how was that for you just being able to cross yeah. the line and know that you'd done that I, I'd love to know your thoughts on this too but I felt nothing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I felt empty inside I just crossed the line I was like what's next like I, honestly I wasn't happy I wasn't sad I wasn't relieved I was just like sat in a chair and just just looked at everyone <laughs> it was like cool that was what, what that was, was cool what about your thought process at 99 k's yeah. with 1k to go i was pretty broken i was like I, I need to finish this but i couldn't i was just in a fair bit of pain by then so i, I couldn't feel much i was just blocking it out of my head it, it was really funny like yeah i just felt nothing when i crossed the line i was like it's over and then sort of i reckon about i had a pretty good sleep on the way back from your place winnie and then um by sort of like nine o'clock that night or eight o'clock that night before I was going to bed was when I fully started to sink in. I was like, fuck, I just did a hundred Ks and like I've survived. I'm I'm back. I feel heaps good. And yeah, it was probably not for two days before I felt super like pumped on what I'd done and really happy with myself, just yeah. proud of myself. What about what about you, Bretta? I, I was exactly the same as you, like crossing the line, like especially not having like your, your friends and support crew like missing out because oh, yeah. like, other than Sorry. that they've, they've got like these chicks on the mic that are just like woo yeah and you're like this means nothing to me I didn't do this for you like yeah <laughs> like, um, but yeah it's weird like, you don't feel anything when you cross the line but for me I was the opposite I had that feeling probably two k's before we finished because um, that was when the stairs started going up and you knew that the end was close and I like mm. kind of caught myself smiling just being like okay like we've like yeah. being able to do it like you know that the, nothing can happen from there to to make you stop like not finish it yeah and i think that i had it before whereas and i think that was good because then it kind of sunk in gradually it, same as you like two days later i was really proud of what i did but i think i yeah that bit before we crossed the line where you can kind of as we we're walking and you're still doing it you still have time to think to yourself like about what you've just done and I think that was like a, a pretty like powerful moment. It's it's funny because at like fifty k's, uh, I was thinking I'd already finished it in my head. Yeah. So at fifty k's, I'm like, oh, shit, I hope I don't cry when I cross the line. I'm pretty pumped. But <laughs> that was before like proper fatigue had set in. And and by the time you get to the line, like you're saying, you've been up for so long, you're just like, I don't think your brain's very capable of emotion by that point. You're just no. like so laser focused and so just determine you're like cool uh do we have to keep going or are we done here yeah. <laughs> what do you think of some of the other people that were crossing the line i mean the, there was a guy in the group behind us i'd like 
I say, Winnie, you were probably one of the more broken people I've seen. This guy was eight times more broken. Oh, yeah. Like I've I've never seen anybody more like he had nothing. He, he had nothing. nothing. Like he he was putting ninety nine percent of his weight through his poles. He's basically stand like his legs were straight, and then from the hips he bent forward, just like a, an upside down L shape. And he f- crossed the line, and they had like the medical clinic place just to the right there, and he just crossed, and then. His like wife came up and was like, "Yeah," and then he just took a right turn and just like as slow and as painfully as as I've ever seen somebody walk, just moves towards the the clinic. <laughs> but he looked at like just horrendous, and I think that's the reason I asked you guys before about how, if you thought you could have gone further because seeing that guy cross the line in that state, I don't know how long he's felt like that for, and I don't know what he like. He might have different motivations pushing him through it, but it's pretty incredible to see like i felt better than him yeah yeah well that's one like you look at it as yourself and you're like i'm glad i don't feel like that like that's one thing is i've gotten through it better and the other thing is like that's pretty incredible that he's been able to finish it because he was that's insane yeah because i did about 15 k's like that and just went by the end of that 15 k's i was like yeah i'm checking out at this checkpoint yeah and was just happy to end the pain but Jolie, you probably had the most anticlimactic end. Like you, you finished it without being there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You, I was there in spirit. Yeah, you weren't sure that you were going to finish at that checkpoint. You thought you were going to go on. Yeah, I was kind of. It's a weird mental thing. Like um, physically, I thought, oh yeah, I'm going to keep going here, and then like mentally, that the guy telling us about how the next 15k is going to be just fully talk me out of it (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah so what was that like like what was your thought process around that and just going nah fuck it yeah it was was a weird thing I I think um, yeah my body was there and I was I was thinking yep I'm gonna keep pushing on here but at the same time just the the amount of fatigue I was feeling I just thought no way Um, but then as we kind of touched on before, straight away, I was kind of like, oh, I kind of regret not going there, not continue, continuing on to the next checkpoint. But by the time you and I had gone with Georgia and we were waiting, I was kind of like, yeah, I think I, I made the right decision there. Yeah, I couldn't have kept going. We, we actually need to figure out who, who won a bet. We all had a, a wager of where you were going to pull out at. And... Nick said 50Ks, I said 70, and Luke said you'd finish. Oh, really? Whereas <laughs> Nick was Nick was, Nick was was the closest, but technically Luke was correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, we'll settle that wager, hey? <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll leave that for next, next year. Yeah, double or nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, it was, it, the feeling you finish, like the way to describe my feeling was I wasn't as broken as L-shaped guy. <laughs> But there was no way I was as good of a condition as the guys punching beers at the other end of the yeah. The there was guys just full neck and beers, and I was like, I felt like a Guinness at fifty k's, but I, I did not feel like any sort of fizzy drink by that point. I was like, water, give yeah. me water. Yeah, your body just shuts down and just wants to just <laughs> lay yeah, down and forget about it. It everything. looked like those guys were dead set going to go to a day party, <laughs> and we're just like, who are these superhumans? Yeah. How, speaking of. The, superhumans how are the dudes that got the the best time in 17 hours like 17 hours 40 insane. minutes yeah well we're at a about to come into a checkpoint 
and the lady said was the, to make you feel better there's one person at checkpoint one and we were going into checkpoint three maybe three it was where you guys so, pulled out yeah we're going into 42k mark and she goes one at checkpoint one and, and there's one at checkpoint five <laughs> like five that's 25k's ahead of us <laughs> they were five hours worth of walking ahead of us that early in the race like it's crazy it's unbelievable really those guys are there's a clear difference between professional and rooks like us <laughs> do, do you think maybe those guys could have been doing the the tag teaming thing I don't think so the two, look, two the look on their Oxfam face employees yeah oh, like oh, Trey okay. Walker employees yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the look <laughs> <laughs> nah the look on their face mate there was no way they'd been tag teaming yeah, <laughs> they look shadows they look busted <laughs> yeah um, goals for next year go around the circle Nico yeah sub 24 Trist well, yeah, just to make it, I think I'll be a happy. proper completion. Yeah, a proper completion, not by default. Take a wider bag. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's my goal. Yeah. What about a snow jacket? That was friggin' needed at night. Yeah. Bloody hell! It would have been good in the support car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be in the support car. But yeah, it was brutally cold. Yeah. It was below five degrees. Yeah, it was cold. I don't know how you guys. We're trucking in a you, long sleeve. Yeah, yeah, moving. Yeah, just keep moving. Don't stop. Yeah. What about you, Bredo? Sub 24 and then backing it up a week later with the Red Bull Defiance. Oh, yeah, I forgot we're doing that. <laughs> what is that? Oh, God, you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's over two days, 148Ks, and it's... <laughs> <laughs> but My you face to... has just turned inside out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's a it's a mix of like trail running, mountain biking, kayaking, your favorite. Whitewater rafting. Whitewater rafting. It's got it's got everything. But Beach running, yeah. Beach mystery running, mystery prize yeah, or whatever. Mystery activities. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Do you need more team members? <laughs> <laughs> Luckily for you boys, it's teams of two. <laughs> Me and Tris will take a pass. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's on. It's actually running today. Yeah, a week later. Wow. So if if the times line up the same, then it'll be an interesting two weeks. <laughs> Far out. Order me a pine coffin. <laughs> that that was the problem with with this walk. That I went I went into it thinking that I wanted to hit a point, and Luke and I talked about this where you you reach, whether it be time or body fatigue or just sheer kilometers where you think you just want to give up, and I I didn't reach that. Yeah. Which is bad because it makes me want to do stuff that's harder yeah. <laughs> just what i needed yeah more stupid stuff is <laughs> your mate nick <laughs> no, oh. that was nick's idea as well nick found <laughs> the defiance as well this one was my oh. idea again <laughs> so two 250 k's of activities in, in two, two weeks, weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's end on that note because oh. that's out bloody rages <laughs> thanks boys cheers boys yeah boys next year thanks guys <laughs>